How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Chris Hannon joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? Uh, just a Mirage by, I'm sorry, that was, of course, uh, The Love I Saw on You was Just a Mirage by Smokey and the Miracles in honor of the 26 minutes we got of Stephen Adams in the preseason. I should also note, unrelated, uh-huh. um, my wife and I finally got down to uh, the new brunch at the Majestic this weekend. Uh, we They'd invited us out a couple months ago, but we'd been out of town so much, and there was the um, power outage downtown one weekend when we were in town. We finally got down there, had a great a great meal, and so shout out shout out to Denny and the good people down there. What'd you have? Uh, we had a, we sampled different stuff. Uh, my wife had the ham and cheese frittata. I think that was the biggest hit. Uh-huh. That and the the new bread basket, which with their own biscuits and 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 croissants from Hive with butter and preserves. Those are probably the two favorite things. But we also had a good uh, chicken hash, and they brought us out some char grilled oysters and some beignets. Oh, well, that and so lovely. Good stuff. Uh, so there you go. Um, this was brunch yesterday. It was. And then, oh, so, no. So, yeah. So, I, I, admit, were you at the, so, yeah. I, so, it happened while I was at brunch, and oh. I, I stepped outside twice during brunch to take uh, to for two different phone conversations related to the news of the morning. Oh, man. Um, and then I decided, you know what? I was already planning to write on Monday. One of my two conversations was, was with Drew, and, I, and Drew said, you know, I, you know, are you going to write about this now? And I said, you know, if you want to write more of an explanatory, please, by all means do so. I'll wait until tomorrow. And so there we go. So my, my season preview column, which is not at all what I was planning to write, either in content or style, <laughs> um, uh, went up about an hour ago. Um, yeah, so the two things to read over the Daily Memphian. Uh, Drew has written a piece, a uh, long piece about possibilities, uh, now that's Stephen Adams' injury and the possibilities, and then... Chris's season preview, uh, which I just read, um, has a lot about obviously Stephen Adams. What it, was it going to write? What was it going to say though? By the way, what was your old one going to say? I mean, it was going to. It was still going to be about the notion of sort of, you know, trying rebuilding the team's identity and rebuilding the team's sort of you know style and getting job back on track. And but it was going to have a more a little. It was going to be a little bit more about like you know style of play and getting. And it's gonna. It was gonna be right. less nuts and boltsy than it had to be when I had to incorporate the what does Stephen Adams stuff mean? Okay. You know? Well, let's start. Obviously, the news breaks yesterday, um, and you address this a little bit in your uh, in your column. How did how did we get? From an injury that happened in January to just now learning he's out for 10 to 12 months with, with surgery. Well, because surgery was sort of the last, the last um, option. I, I mean, th- th- this is a surgery that was going to have him out for a year. 
And my understanding, and, and this is, I recorded this in the story, Jeff Stotts, who, who's a well-known like sports injury guy on, on social media and elsewhere, he was responding to, to some fan about this, and he, is, he doesn't, doesn't care anything about the Grizzlies right. anymore than any other team. And he pointed out that, like, that this kind of injury, the, the specific kind of knee injury that, that Stephen Adams has, is, is sort of fairly rare, and that surgery is really sets you back a whole year. And that the the most common course of procedure for this type of injury is the rehabilitation course. That that is that is what typically you do, and that the outcomes are pretty good when you do that. And so it was clear that that was you know in the accordance with doctors and whatever that was considered the way to go with it. There was so hope that he would be able play last to play year. Last in the playoffs, yeah. and that didn't happen. Once that didn't happen, like whether he had had the surgery in May or he had the surgery in October, he was going to lose this season. Now that is relevant to how well how ready he is for next for the next year. Right. But once once you got to May, like he was, if surgery was going to cost the season regardless, whether it happened then or now. But the team didn't think it was going to it was going to come to this even now. Otherwise, they would have conducted their off season. That's what I wondered about. That when did they have a suspicion that this was not going to work? I guess like I'm going to guess like two days ago. Because the the weird thing about this is that okay, on one hand. Steven Adams was medically cleared to play basketball. Otherwise, he would not have appeared in preseason games. Right. So, A, he was medically cleared by doctors to play. Two, he actually did play. And three, he played well when he played. So, I think the team's expectation until pretty recently was, you know, we're going to have to be very conservative with this and ramp up, but he's cleared to play and he can be effective and, like, you know, that, you know, we won't play him as much, but he's, you know, we'll build it up over the course of the season. What was also clear, so it's clear that that was the team's understanding. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been on the floor on the court. Right. It was also clear, if you listened closely, that Stephen Adams had more doubts about this than anyone else. Right. He made that plane on media day, and he made that plane a couple days later on the practice court when it had his loan, I think his only media session since media day. And both, both times when he was asked, and the second time I was the one asking, both times when he was asked, so like, are you ready to play today? Are you ready to play, you know, for the first game or whatever? He he broke the hey mate character and made very clear, like, let's pump the brakes on this. Well, you know, let's take the slow. I'm not sure. So I think I think the team and its doctors felt like again, I'm piecing together some context clues here. I think the team and his doctor felt like, okay, like, you know, he can play on this. Um, he's he's able to be effective and we're going into the season with it. And he just he Stephen Adams himself was decided he wasn't comfortable with it, and and, and the, the the language that was in the release on Sunday was you know something about I'm going to get the exact wording wrong, but it was about you know knee stability was not ultimately like you know what determines stability is not what the doctor says it's what you feel because it's your knee, and I just think Stephen Adams decided I can't I don't feel right with it interesting not to play with it and so ultimately this came down. And it always ultimately comes down to a player decision. Like I've heard people say, why didn't, you know, they make him do, the, right. they can't make him do anything. Right. Like your employer can't force you to have a surgery or right. not have a surgery, right. right? And so, you know, I think, I think you know, as of at least a couple weeks ago, the, the team felt like they were going to have Steven Adams this season and he was going to be effective. What's interesting is, well, so you think there's a, and this is, gets into perilous territory, so maybe it's yes. silly to even speculate. You think there's a chance that even now the Grizzlies think he could try to play, and he thinks, yeah, I don't. I want, would not want to speculate. Right, on that's, that. that, that's too. That's yeah. too. Um, but what's interesting then is, is that 
you wonder if he was the one who didn't want the surgery, particularly originally. I guess no one did. Like everyone wanted him to come back oh, and play I, last I, year. I think that I think that is a pretty safe assumption. That, that that when the injury initially happened and doctors looked at it, they did not say you have to have surgery. In right. fact, I don't think they were saying that even a week ago. Right, right. No. So so I think in the very beginning, the medical prognosis was not was not this needs surgery. I think it was like you know let's do the course of, of the treatment and rehabilitation. And I think that was probably the desired course for both the team and Steven Adams. The, I do think there, uh, there became a point and certainly that, that, that some of those opinions may have diverged. I think that yeah. that has been made pretty clear. The, 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 the math on the would have missed this year anyway is a little murky to me because people say it's a 10 to 12 month injury. If he had surgery in May, February, March, March, he'd be, he'd be could play in March. If it's, yeah, but, maybe, are, but you, maybe. there's a difference between being able, being cleared to play, and being, and being able yourself. To be strength, right. We've seen this when Jaron Jackson came back after Clearly. a year-long absence, and, a, and, and, and and so may may or may not cleared to play. But the expectation of being really ready, right. I mean, it's sort of like the Brandon Clark thing. Now, maybe he'll be cleared to play at the end of this year, but I don't think anyone's expecting him to be his old self, if at all, until next season. Um, and by the way, I don't like. I, I don't. I'm not. I said this earlier. I'm not particularly. I care about the facts of the matter of whether he's going to play, whether he's not going to play, what they're going to do to replace him. The transparency of what happened between the Grizzlies and Steven Jackson, I and I don't really like. Some people are, oh, why aren't they more transparent about this? I don't really. I'll say, I'll, 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 I'll say this up in that. I'll say this about that. I, I think that the nature of fandom is to be focused on the team you're a fan of, right? right. And so I, I think, I think every fan, almost every fan of every team, thinks their injury. Their injury luck or their injury performance is worse than other teams. Like right. every fan thinks they right. get a worse, they get a bad whistle, right. and other teams. And it's all there's all this. And the announcers are out to get them. Yes, <laughs> and so that's just the nature of fandom. Um, I think that there's a history of injury stuff with the Grizzlies, but there's right. to some degree history of injury stuff like with all teams. And my sense is that the Grizzlies don't have a reputation outside of Grizzlies fans for it being a particularly notable problem. Right. If, the only the only team I can think of that does sort of have that reputation is New Orleans. But the reality is that injuries, you can have, like, a prognosis and a, and a plan and a path, and you don't know. Like, you know, I, I would I would be willing to bet if you went back in time and found the, the press release the day after Lonzo Ball got surgery, is it a successful right. surgery, and he may never play again. You know, right. it's just that's the nature of it. All right, so here we are. Um, do you think, though, that does bring – would they have conducted their summer very differently? I, I don't know about the very, but I, I do think differently. I mean, one of the issues here is that, if we're being frank here, the John Morant issue was such that they felt like they had to fill one of their 15 roster spots of Derrick Rose. Right. Um, and so you're going to go into the season with three of, 15, three of your 15 roster spots are just going to be dormant for a minimum of 25 games, and in two cases much longer, in one case for the whole season. And then, like, I don't know. I don't know that Derrick Rose is going to be able to pl- available to play every night. You know, so that that gets you to four. Um, and then you get into the Kenneth Lofton thing. I'm someone who's been a fan of Lofton as someone who has NBA level talent. I would rather he were back this season on a two way, not on the main roster, taking right. up one of those 15 roster spots. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think they got the sense that, that that was not an option for them because he was. They didn't have a team option for a second year in the two way. He was going right. to be a free agent. And if he didn't want to, wasn't willing to sign a two-way with the Grizzlies or someone else, like, you know, that's your choice. But now, like, even though he's an interesting project, you need help now. And he and, and what he's potentially good at, 
does not really replicate the right. Stephen Adams need in terms of in terms of size, and so they, they may end up letting him go. Right, um, it's possible, and so you have the you know the Derrick Rose and Kenneth Lofton both filling up roster spots. At least one of those two, you may have used to add more size to your team if you knew you weren't going to have Stephen Adams. Okay, in terms of going forward, um, in terms of who's on the roster now, how do you see that playing out? Um, I, you know, Tillman steps Tillman, up and starts. I, I'd be surprised if that's not the case. So, you know, it's, you, opening night, you, barring anything unexpected, you got Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, who we could talk about this or not, but I think looms as more important now in the wake of the Steven Adams thing, which may not be intuitive, but I think it's true. Uh, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson, Tillman. So those are your starting five. Off the bench, you definitely have Luke Kennard and Santi Aldama. Those are your top reserves. That gets you to seven. I think David Roddy clearly is going to be in your rotation. That gets you to eight. Presumption is that you know most not your default at back on point guards Derek Rose that gets you to nine, and if you're going to play a ten man rotation now you're choosing between Kenneth Lofton Jr., Jake Laravia, and John Conchar because you can shift stuff up and David Roddy can be like a power forward. Does Roddy play more four? I I feel like you know I feel like that's probably what happens because I think if just in a vacuum I think they'd feel better about Conchar out there than Jake Laravia. Or um, Kenneth Lofton, but I think oppor- the opportunities are going to come for all of those players, and I think for Lofton in particular because con- his contract is not guaranteed a year from now. He's really it's a ri- it's both an opportunity and a risk for him, but it's also like okay, Jake Laravia, can you help us? Right. Um, the ways they can replace, uh, they can they can fill the spot. Obviously, uh, much talked about. You've got this five you for five games. The first five games of Jaws suspension. You can't do anything, but after that, for 20 games, you can add a player. You get a you get a, a temporary roster spot for the rest of Morant's suspension and starting at game would, six. And that would have been Shaq Harrison, likely no longer Shaq Harrison. Instead, will be some big who's out there. Yes, I think that is a very safe assumption that it, that rather than sign a, a guard, they'll now sign, a, a, you know, barring some other injury, they'll now sign a center, and I think it is likely to be a center who has some NBA experience. And there are plenty of those guys out there. How much they can help you? Like, I don't yeah, who's know. Who's in that category? Like, so I, I have no intel on this. I've just this is pure like open source. Let me look around and see right. like what centers played in the NBA last season who are not currently under contract, and like people may or may not even know these guys. One of them is our old friend, our old friend Gorg- Gorgie Jing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. who, who was what, played in the NBA last season. Um, I I thought he was pretty good three years ago. Now I don't know. So Gorgie Jing, you know, Bismack Miyabo played with the Suns in the not-too-distant past. A guy named Dwayne Dedmons bounced around. He played in the NBA last season. A guy who I would take a – who I would put a note, put a pin in, except that he's under contract in China, is this guy Noah Vonley because he is the – Former first-round pick. Former first-round pick. He, he, a lot of – I mean, most, a lot of, of, most of the league most is former first-round right? pick. Yeah, but he was fairly – he, he was a lottery, lottery pick. He was a lottery yeah. pick. Yeah. He's been pretty good when he's played, good rebounder. He's still under 30 – he played with the Celtics a little bit last season, but most notable to me, in addition to all that, he shares an agent with John Moran and Desmond Bain. But he signed a he signed a contract with the Chinese team in August. So a can you get out of that? And b do you even want to for a twenty game deal? And so it may not, and maybe none of those people. But the, 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 it, that is the kind of player we're talking about. I ask only because people ask. Right. Dwight Howard. I don't. I just don't see. I know Dwight Howard is a big name, and, and Boogie Cousins is a big name. I think their games don't match their names, and the Grizzlies are not looking for, like, complication and disruption right, in their right, locker room. Right, right, right. I think you're much much more likely to see a less sexy name like a Bismack Biombo or somebody like that than, than a Howard or a Cousins. Okay. Then in addition to that, 
um, they can apply for the disabled player exception, which gets them 50% of yeah, Stephen Adams' and it's salary, but function- not a roster. It's functionally irrelevant. It's functionally irrelevant. Because they, are, they didn't use their mid-level exception at all, which so is they, more they than they $12 million. So, so if you want to sign someone for more than a minimum salary, you already have that. an exception that's bigger. They still have this what's left of the trade exception from Dylan Brooks, which is, I think, over $7 million, which is bigger than that. So if they want to trade for a contract, they already – so it, it basically – it's so almost – These exceptions, can you matter. trade into these exceptions, or are they only – You can trade into the trade exception from Dylan Brooks. But you that's cannot it. trade into the mid-level yet. That is a new rule in the new CBA. It has not gone into effect yet. I see. So the only one you can trade into is the – is the is the Dylan Brooks? Well, and this this new one you can trade into, but you don't need to because you already have the other right, one that's exactly. bigger. And so it, it doesn't this is, doesn't really matter. Um, okay, so then it's trade options, and I guess before I ask you about trade options, a lot of what you write about in your preview, which again I'd urge people to read over at the Daily Memphian, is we have said before, you've said before, they have now a three year window. And where yeah. Stephen Adams and his which injury, not to say it won't extend beyond it, it that, but, be, but, but, but we know, but, but, but right. we, that's what we know. That that the three years is the length of Jaron Jackson's current contract, in which you will have Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, and John Morant all under contract. After that point, you got to resign Jaron Jackson. Right. So I imagine as you think about what you might do to acquire another big, if you're going to do something to acquire another big. It wouldn't necessarily just be with this year in mind. It would be with all those years in mind, right? Yeah, my preference would be, I I think, what I would say is this. I I think the starting front court player next to Jaron Jackson Jr. one year from today, it's probably not on this roster. Now, does that player enter this roster during this season, or does that player enter the roster next summer? Those are different questions. I would be, I would be, I would be interested in, acquiring that player now that it w- I would have beyond the current season. So um, that player is not going to be Steven Adams? I'm going to guess not. I mean, it could be, but I'm guessing not. And, and certainly if you think about a good a good front court partner for Jaron, not only for next season, but the year after, Steven Adams won't be under contract. The third so what year happens with Steven Adams? He comes back a year from now. He's presumably just getting healthy about Any number of things could happen. He could come back next year and be your starting center. He could come back next year and just be on your bench. He could come back next year and be traded. He could be traded right now. You know, right. I mean, all, all things are possible. It's, but, but I don't think I don't think the Grizzlies can operate on the assumption that Stephen Adams is their starting center next season. I don't. I, I don't think they can just put that in the bank and like. It, and there is at least some chance that we've seen the last of him as a Grizzly. Yeah, there's always that chance. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not saying that's likely, but, but, but yeah, yes, right, so okay. that's not a so all right. A so thing so at all. the the player who you think they are they will be starting next to Jaron is not necessarily on next. I think season. there's a good chance of that. Yeah. And if you can add them now, that would be better. Or in the next month, or two months, or any time before the trade line, now that would be better yeah. than adding. You can't them. will that into existence. Right, but but I existence. would, I would be on the lookout for those opportunities. And the point, and I'll circle back to the little point I made about Zaire Williams, and which is I'm making the column. So if your core is John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, which is a great core, this is a fabulous core. Right. Like let's that's the silver lining in all this. Right. If that is your core, or your next two things are you are, are the wing next to Bain. Which you need to be a defensive-oriented player, and you and and the front court partner with Jared. Well, the wing thing has been impossible for them to do in a perfect way, right? You try right. to trade for Mikel Bridges, you can't do it. You try to trade for OG and Anobi, you can't do it. Well, you know, you added Marcus Smart, who can fill that role a little bit, and now you have Zaire who's had this great preseason. So your hope is that between Marcus Smart, Zaire Williams, and Luke Kennard, you feel like you know what, we're fine. 
We're fine on the wing and on the perimeter around John Dez. We don't need to put trade resources into that. So you shift your focus to the front court. It's not easy to find a starting level player who pairs well with Jaron and trade. Guess what? It's a lot easier to do that than to try to trade for Mikel Bridges or OG Ananobi, right? Right. So Zaire is very important right now. So um, are there players out there who strike your fancy, who you think, yes? I, I, I don't expect them to do anything in the next month or two. I did not spend time right. going through, like, let's make up trades. Right. I, I, just don't th- I don't think they're in a hurry to do that. They'll see. So if you want to throw names at me, no, no, I, I'll react to them, but I don't have a list but, in but my head. But, I mean, head. The, the, the Robert Williams, the Andre Drummond. Robert the- Williams is on a good contract. He's got major injury issues, so the idea of adding him with his injury issues, right? With when you already have the Brandon Clark and and the and the Stephen Adams, I you know get back to me at the trade deadline. We could talk. Well, the Clippers but, have two bigs. Zubac yeah, the Clippers are trying to win is the problem, and so I like their, their starting center Zubic. I like quite a bit actually. He is under contract next season on a reasonable deal. If that team like trying to win, if that team took a bad turn and they were starting to blow stuff up, I'd absolutely be on the phone with them. The Mason Plumley thing would be fine because the, the contract's small enough. You can take that into an exception and send them a couple second-round picks. That sounds great, but why are they doing that? Right. Andre Drummond. I don't know if how much better Andre Drummond is than guys you can just sign off the street right now. Right. So I don't know. It, all, it, it makes sense that they will take their time and yeah. figure out a solution. Um, yeah, I don't think they're in dire straits. Now, they might be in dire straits this week. Because you open the season with uh, New Orleans with Jonas Valanciunas and Zion <laughs> Williamson both healthy, and then you follow that up Friday with Nikola Jokic. So, like, not great timing to suddenly be without Steven Adams. Um, so that, that's that's rough. How's that year as a rebounder? Mediocre at best. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, mediocre at best too. Yeah, your wing is. Yeah, and so it's 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 a rough situation these next two games, but I think it's navigable over like the next two months. Um, what did you think of Marcus Smart Friday? I thought he looked fine. I mean, you know, it's one preseason game, so, you know, he, he looked healthy enough. Uh, he moving around, making some plays. Like, you know, it looked, it looked fine. Um, all right. The piece is up at the Daily Memphian. You can go read it. It is not the piece that Chris uh, planned to write, but uh, it certainly addresses the Stephen the Steve and Adam stuff and everything else as we embark on a new year. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.